The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Okay, day two of Jaylen's favorite things. 420, all the details and what you can win today. If you're on my Instagram account, I've already given you the heads up. I have five prizes to give away. Yesterday, you know it was that $350 gift card to Poppy Barley. Another great group of uh, packages to give away this afternoon. So 420, all of the details uh, right now, though, thrilled to welcome back to the studio. It's been way too long. Award-winning author, personal finance educator, speaker, consumer advocate. I, I don't know what this woman does not do, but Kelly Keene. Hi, Kelly. Jaylen, happy birthday. <laughs> oh, way well, too long, you. and what a great day to be here. Thank you for the birthday donuts, of by the way. Course. It was funny, on, on the weekend, yeah. I went Christmas shopping, and I was shopping 124th Street. Wonderful spot. Okay, so just some really great uh, stuff out there. And as I'm going by Destination Donuts, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to grab some on the way back. Yeah. But guess what? By the time I got back there... They're all gone. They're all gone. Oh, that's how popular they are. Actually, even like my husband always goes and gets them yeah. for you when I'm coming on yeah. air. And usually by even this time, they're like <laughs> all gone. You got to get there early, people. Oh, oh my gosh. So uh. good. Um, listen, it has... It's the first off, it's that time of year. Yeah. People are spending, spending a lot. You bet. Spending a lot, a lot, a lot. Do you have any uh, advice on... I don't know. Maybe setting a budget and sticking with it, <laughs> as usual. Oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. We do know. I mean, we know when it comes to like going to the grocery store and not writing down what you need. I mean, this is probably why my husband does not let me go mm. grocery shopping, because you need to make a list, and you're going to get a bunch of stuff that you don't need. Retailers are counting on getting you in there, feeling like a bad mother, feeling <laughs> like a bad father, feeling like a bad everything, yeah. and this gift is going to fix it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's in the midst. I don't know about you, but when I travel and you feel compelled to bring something home mm. for everyone, because you're there and you're in this beautiful place and you see all these beautiful things. And then if I just go, but now let me take this one little thing and then think about myself presenting that one little thing to the person. That right there helps me go, mm, is it really going to be as special to them mm. as it feels to me right now? And just being more thoughtful. I'm not saying that you can't spend, that you can't have a budget, but if you didn't save up for the holidays, if you're putting it on a high interest rate credit card, if you're trying to mend wounds uh. through buying for Mm -hmm. yourself and hey putting my hand up here I've done it many times still do we're human can you just take a pause and try to put it all into perspective of what it's all about there's there's a lot of folks at this time of year we you know last night for for instance I last night I sat down and said okay this is you know my my brother and this is my sister-in-law this is my stepmom my stepdad my mom my dad like and I write it all down so I have a kind of running idea of what I have and try to stick within in 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 that budget but I find that sometimes we just think that we have to buy just because it's yeah. cr- it, it's Christmas and, and instead of maybe one really whatever we just start buying crap. Yeah. We buy, oh, well, yeah. you know, this is, uh, we need another one of these. or they need, And you start spending on stuff like, really, do you, do you really want that? Yeah. Would you want to receive that? Yeah, exactly. Uh, just because you think you have to, you have to. Yeah. And, and I think that what you're saying is when you, when you go back to think about presenting. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I mean, just being the more, you know, more thoughtful with it. I know this sounds trite, but really, I do love the gifts that are homemade, that mm. someone put some thought into, that that are thoughtful. And I don't know what this rule of reciprocity is, that yeah. we feel that just more is better. Mm-hmm. And um, But it just, it does, it gets, it gets out of control. So here's some things to do. Make sure that wherever you are shopping, that they have a 100% refund policy, that it is not an exchange only, because... Then at least that way, if you're like, you know, you kind of go crazy over the next couple of days, buy too many things, you can return it. Mm-hmm. Or the people that you're buying for, you can return. Here's another thing as well. Use your credit card. I know your phone lines and your text lines are going to go wild wow, just went right away. What? what? Because when you use your credit card, you have protection against merchants that might not deliver what they said that they were going to deliver. Um, maybe we're a pop-up stand mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm. of that sort that are now gone and the thing broke or whatever whatever it is, you have extra protection. Now, I'm not saying to put it on a credit card because you don't have the money. I'm saying that all things being equal, if you're going to shell out a hundred bucks in cash or a hundred bucks on your mm-hmm. credit card, use the credit card. You have extra protection that you don't have with cash or debit card. Okay. Interesting. Keep those in mind, Chadville, right now. Um, was was looking at a couple of different stories uh, and, and this one jumped out at me and I'm like, I got to talk to Kelly about this one. Canadians racked up $100 billion in credit card debt for the first time ever, and they're not done adding to it. I mean, when you look at that, the average Canadian's non-mortgage debt um, may increase by 1% to 31531 by the end of next year. So when we talk about non-mortgage debt, that's what we owe outside of our mm-hmm, mortgage. Mm-hmm. So, and generally, that's high interest, right? Generally speaking, unless it's a line of credit or something of that sort. So, interestingly enough, to the organization that I'm the consumer advocate for, a nonprofit called FP Canada, they certify mm-hmm. all the financial planners in Canada. We also came out with a survey earlier this year that um, one in five Canadians, Jalen, said that they would actually have to liquidate assets to pay their bills or pay down. That means cashing in RSPs. That means getting a second mortgage, selling a vehicle. Yet, at the same time, 62% said that they anticipated taking on more debt. So what is going on here? What is going on? Well, some of it is legitimate. I mean, especially if we're sitting in Alberta talking Uh about the Alberta economy, but I'm in Toronto a lot. Yes, the economy is generally great there, but incredibly expensive to live, like incredibly Uh expensive to live. So I think everyone is struggling in some way, shape or form. And it comes down to really incentives drive the markets. Uh This is the number one rule of economics is um, I dare say that if there was Instagram in the 1980s. <laughs> if there was Facebook, if there was Twitter, we would be taking pictures of our mortgage burning mm. party. Mm. We'd be taking pictures of like our, our bank accounts because compound interest really worked when you were getting double digit interest rates. And, you know, we've had this mentality that interest rates are going to be low forever. And maybe they are, maybe they are, but you still have to pay that money back. Yeah. It is not free money, and we have this tendency to just look at servicing our debt. What is the minimum payment? Not actually getting out of it. It's just a totally different conversation. To so to put it into context, you were like a hundred billion dollars. 
every dollar we bring in, we owe just about a dollar eighty. Wow. So what does that mean? Like, what yeah. does that mean? In the 1990s, that was around 85 cents, and in the 1980s, that was around 66 cents. So for every dollar we brought in, we only owed 66 cents. We were saving. We owed less. Incentives drove the market. It was you would never put on Instagram that you were renovating your kitchen mm-hmm. and and putting it on a line of credit, or you were going um you know to travel the world and take off the the your your um what do you call it your bucket list right yeah, yeah. you would never do that i don't even know if there were lines of credit in the 1980s like this is a new product banks make a lot of money it's good for politicians it's good for bank pro- um profits and for for shareholders but is it good for you mm. and we just don't say anymore i can't afford it there was uh it was uh, yeah you you talked about and i, I remember <laughs> my parents as, as a kid like we're talking the late 70s 80s talking about the mortgage rates mm-hmm. and how how difficult things were and we just we just didn't yeah. do that I mean I, I I'm not even sure I think too much about my mortgage rate right now it's right. it is what it is it's not what it's not crazy off the charts but I remember my parents and their friends talking about mm-hmm. that and how much it was I mean things have changed you talked about second mortgages to yeah. pay off things people using their homes as another line of cash flow yeah it's happening all the time yeah so this was actually a warning uh earlier in the year by the financial consumer agency of canada so they regulate all of the banks and they're like canadians please stop using your home as an atm (laughs) it is not an atm heloc so um home equity lines of credit have increased by 40 percent since 2011 40 percent of those that have so this is where you're paying interest only payments means you're never paying it off 40 percent we're just making the minimum um, and maybe once in a while putting a little bit extra on and 25% making interest-only payments totally. So when you're on Instagram, when you're on Facebook <laughs> this holiday season and seeing what every other family is, is doing right and how they seem to be making it and you aren't, remember that, that it might be going on a mm-hmm. line of credit. That You know what's interesting, Jalen, is and I've talked to you about this before, when I was in the financial industry, And even now, I generally, and I'm not in the financial industry anymore, but when I was, I generally served very high net worth clients. And I still have, you know, I have a a lot of friends that do very well. And the conversation at the holidays is very different. Mm. It's not, how are we going to afford presents? It's like, you have enough. How are you giving back? What are you doing? What have you been blessed with? What are you appreciating? And I've been poor. And Mm. I, you know, was raised by a very hardworking single mom where it was tough for her to even afford to save up for those presents. But when you have enough, the conversations are very different. Yeah. So I think it's remembering that it's when we don't have enough, we want to really overcompensate for that. But it's a dangerous catch-22 because when do you get out of that? When do you get out yeah. of that, you know? You know, I, I, I took a second mortgage out. So after I got divorced, and we've, you know, we know divorce oh. just it's just a kick in the teeth yeah. right it's just it's brutal and for for a lot of people doesn't matter you know how it happened how it goes down um, it, it can impact your finances for a very 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 mm-hmm. very very long time I took a second mortgage out um, at, at one point to pay off something right mm-hmm. and I was able uh, to do it but I went to the bank and they were like okay well we'll just do this we can get this much out of here blah 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 and I was like what the hell is going on here I don't right. even I wasn't even sure what's going on we know we've talked talked about it. I'm not very financially literate. <laughs> I, I I need to continue to learn more. But next thing you know, it's done. Okay, yeah. in my head, oh, great. 
all of this stuff's paid off. Okay. Okay, we're just going to work it into my mortgage payments. Oh, magic. Right. Click my heels together and it's all done. Right. That's not how, that's not what it is. That's not what it is. And I mean, and what you're saying is technically not a second mortgage. Technically. So you would have like remortgaged, which again, seems very magical. I mean, we're seeing this with auto loans as well, where it's like, oh, hey, you've got a couple years in. Why don't you come on in, get the better car Mm -hmm. and they can pay off your debt. Those are very dangerous too. The second mortgages are very scary because these are with non-schedule one bank lenders. So usually they're like a private lender and they're charging usually astronomical interest rates. Um, And because they've got your home as collateral, they don't operate like a bank where you've got some checks and balances. If you default with your bank, if you've got a bad month, usually you've got to skip a payment Mm -hmm. option. You usually have to actually be quite a few months in trouble Mm -hmm. before a bank is actually going to go through the foreclosure proceedings. Not so with a private second mortgage company. Ah. So they don't have to follow the same rules. if you miss even one payment or two payments, they could start foreclosure. So this is where, where you know, why is there still this shame and embarrassment mm. when it comes to a lack of money? Not a money problem, a lack of money. But the fact is that there is. And what happens is people get desperate and they don't want to talk to family members or reach out for help or we're just still not talking about no. it. And then desperate times call for desperate measures. So that's where I really hope that anyone listening that's feeling those red flags, those pangs that doesn't even know what a refinance is or, or a second yeah. mortgage, don't worry, you don't need to, but reach out for help. Someone like a nonprofit credit counselor, certified financial planner, someone that you can talk to that's going to dispel these myths. See, I was I was 35, 36 years old when that happened. I didn't even know what it was. You, Why you would just you? Had to Why would you? It's like, okay, no, it's just like, we're going to do this and this is what it is. You have a new book out. It's called Talk Money to yeah, Me. Thanks. Uh, if you have a question for Kelly Keene, 780-496-0063, give me a text. Uh, we'll continue the conversation. Kelly Keene, the award-winning author, personal finance educator, speaker, consumer advocate. You can find her at her website, kellykeen.com. That's K-E-L-L-E-Y. K-E-E-H-N.com. Um, so we're talking just about, well, just all sorts of stuff about what we owe debt-wise. How do... I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. Uh, actually, last night he had texted me to, to wish me a happy birthday. And I said, you know, how's your year been? Yeah. And he says, it's been a crap year. He had to mm. declare bankruptcy. Oh, wow. And um, we're seeing those numbers rise in, in Alberta over the mm. past couple of of years. Is, is, is that a last resort? Should it be a last resort? Are there... Are, are people using it to like a, almost like a get out of debt card free, you know, sort of thing? Yeah. Like I, 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 I was reading a story not too long ago about people that just do it almost over and over again mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, I'm going to spend it up, rack it up and then do this. Yeah, unfortunately, there's always those stories, right? So, okay, there definitely are those stories, but let's kind of look at maybe the norm, right? Like, so for the average person that is struggling. Now, I um, have uh, a lot of feedback from different 
business colleagues uh, across Canada because I recommend often working with a non-profit mm -hmm. credit counselor. But I have lots of friends that are bankruptcy trustees that maybe don't like that advice. Okay. So it really there's also infighting within the industry of who should you go to. Now, the reason I'm a bit biased towards it being a last option is because there are now career options that you will not be able to get when you file mm. for bankruptcy. So I think that's a hat that you need to wear to be informed that um, you may never be able to be in parts of the financial industry or things of that sort. I know a lot of people that have gone bankrupt and still chose to pay all their debts back just because that's how they felt. Yep. Uh, if you go to a nonprofit credit counselor, they're going to pull your credit file for you. They're going to help you interpret your score, see what's going on, see if there's a way that you can pay your debts back. But Jalen, some people don't, like you said. Yeah. The other can't. Um, maybe it's a 65-year-old single mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. person and they just don't have the income. No. That might be their only option. So again, we'll take the stigma away from it uh, because if you got cancer today, mm -hmm. and we did used to whisper the cancer. word can cancer in the 1960s, there was some shame around it. People rally for it, right? Yeah. We went for the cure. We have Facebook groups. So we want to take away the stigma of that you did something wrong. I can't tell you how many people that are in financial troubles. They did nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. They didn't overspend. They were defrauded on yep. their small business. They had a divorce. They were defrauded by someone close yep. to them. Um, a death happened, a disability. So we need to get away from the finger wagging yeah, yeah. that it's only people. And, and yes, there are a few that maybe did and maybe use bankruptcy wrong. And yes, the stats are that if you don't get the credit counseling, when you go through a process like what you were talking about, yep. a consolidation loan, um, and there, there are, you know, predatory lenders in the U.S. and they have come sometimes to Canada where it's like, let's do this consolidation loan for you, pay off all those credit cards, but then the credit cards aren't in fact canceled. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, that temptation is mm -hmm. there for you to rack them back up. So you kind of know in your heart of hearts too, uh, or not you, yeah, uh, but yeah. people kind of know like, wow, you got that get out of get out of debt free yeah. card and then it's still getting racked back up. Um, you're going to have to be the one to atone for that. So mm. um, it's, 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 but it's, it's the education process and not waiting till it's too late. Yes that then a decision is being made for, for you. you. Mm -hmm. So, okay, let's continue this conversation because, yeah, and we've touched on this before. It's, you know, people wait for a long time. Yeah, They'll ignore the bills coming in. They'll ignore and say, okay, we'll get something, you know, something will work out. We'll figure something out, whatever. Take more on, more on, more on, yeah. and then it's like, mm -hmm. right? Okay, Kelly Keene joining me in studio this afternoon. We'll take a quick break here. Also want to talk about uh, the impact of carrying this massive, you know, debt is, is having on our health. Uh, we'll talk about that. If you have a question, there's a, a few questions coming in for Kelly. It's 780-496-0063. Day two of Jaylen's favorite things. Today, 420, the details on what you can win. So you're going to have to listen uh, for that. Uh, Kelly Keene joins me in studio. You know her. She's a personal finance educator. Her new book is called Talk Money to Me. Um, I, when I read that, I think I was thinking of the, the poison song, Talk Dirty to Me. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a lot of that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah and, and, you know, talk money to me. And again, just another effort for you to get people to 
talk about money and learn about finances. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, is that what this, I'm, I'm guessing that's what this book is about. Well, that's what it's about. So um, one of the copies that the publisher has at the back, one of the promo pieces is, why is it, and I say this all the time, do we know more about what's going on in our friends' bedrooms than we do about their finances? <laughs> and we do, right? Like within yes, a couple of minutes. Yes, we do. We know. We know, like, you know, if you've got an active sex life or not. Yeah. But we have no clue. Yeah. None at all. Yeah. And we don't know what questions we can ask, what mm-hmm. we can't. So this book, no shame no finger wagging, taking away the embarrassment. And we've got 10 case studies of, you know, individuals, couples, whatever, what they've done wrong, all the ways they messed up, and then all the ways that Mm -hmm. can be corrected. So you can see maybe some stuff in yourself or what have you, because it's not just about like, do this. Like my mom said, make sure you pay your credit card off in full every (laughs) single month. What my mom failed to tell me was, this is what happens if you don't. Don't. And then here's how to get out of it. You need both sides. Uh, Brian texted and said, I'm 45, and I'd never heard of a line of credit until 1997. Um, Kelly has said this word a few times, save, but nobody saves anymore. We Mm. just live on credit. It's absolutely brutal. Yeah. I mean, there are savers, but less and less of us save. It really is a reactive kind of process and it feels so much better when you take a vacation and you've saved up for it or holidays (laughs) or what have you. (laughs) I wanted to uh, read a couple of texts here. Where did AMFM go? Um, And and I appreciate what AMFM is is saying. He doesn't have a debt. He doesn't you know he's saved he's he's done he's he's probably like a great case study here yeah but he said um a couple things self-discipline there's a lack of it and that's why we're in so much debt these days well you guys i'm debt free nice. so good on you AMFM. Nice. i mean that's that's rock star but he says if you got defrauded you did something wrong you trusted the wrong people. If people in those situations weren't wrong, what does that say about those who made correct financial decisions and those who are not in debt, that we just got lucky? That's an insult. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, you know what? I, I kind of get what you're saying, but let's not be shaming people who actually right. got taken to the cleaners by an employee, by someone who defrauded them, because that's not doing any good here. Right. And let's take out, let's kind of unpack, there's two parts there. So mm-hmm. um, this person did a really great job with savings. That's great. Getting defrauded is something very, very Mm -hmm. different. And um, there are so many different types of fraud. And I mean, big companies are dealing with this, right? Mm -hmm. Dealing with employee fraud, individuals getting frauded, smart people get defrauded, people that are careful get defrauded. Uh, In my last book, it was all about identity theft, investment scams Mm -hmm. and things of that sort. And I did a very detailed, I actually did quite a few case studies. um, But one in particular that I still talk about in keynotes all the time is Earl Jones versus Bernie Madoff. Mm. Would I have been duped knowing what I knew? Mm-hmm. And you just take a case study like like Bertie Madoff, for example. He was a mastermind. He had the best hedge fund managers, um, you know, invested with him. You'd go to a party and Jaja Gabor would be there <laughs> and Kevin Bacon would be there. And you'd be like, how could you not invest? I mean, he was the head of the NASDAQ. Like, what kind of due diligence do mm-hmm. you do there? I'm not saying that you don't, but it's like, if we don't take away the stigma that it's it's not just, you know, people that are yeah. just not paying attention or whatever that get defrauded, it doesn't help other people come forward Absolutely. to also help us identify because fraudsters are getting better and yeah. better all the time. My ex-husband was uh, defrauded by an employee mm-hmm. and uh, this guy um, has, he's, he's a master defrauder. He's a master wow. crook. He has defrauded levels of government. Um, wow. There have been um, documentaries by new outlets done on this guy. 
Amazing. And I, I remember watching one, and uh, he, he, he was about what he did through a tear through uh, Saskatchewan. And I remember writing in, and I think it was Marketplace or something like yeah. it, done something on this, and going, wow. We weren't alone. Yeah. We, you know, my 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 ex, he, he wasn't alone on this. This person has taken, uh, you know, person after person, levels mm-hmm. of government, departments of government. You know, it was some people are really, really good at it. Really good. You know? and, and they know how to involve friends and family and religion and culture mm-hmm. and, and your golf or your, you know, your yeah. soccer thing or whatever. They know how to get in there. That's why it's called an affinity fraud. And yeah. sure, from the outside, it's easy to, to, to spot yeah. the red flags. But when you're in it, it's really hard if we're not talking about it we can't have impartial people going ah I think that's a really big red flag you know Kelly we talked a little bit about mortgages and that sort of stuff a little bit earlier Jennifer had texted in and said uh, she had a question and it says do mortgage brokers get you the best deal and how do they get paid I don't know Uh, Yeah. yeah okay so mortgage brokers get paid by the lender and yes mortgage brokers can be fantastic especially if you're you're not comfortable negotiating you really don't want to go to a a bunch of different places and shop around just keep in mind that they're not represented by all the banks anymore there's a couple of banks that do not use uh, mortgage brokers so you still want to do your own shopping around Um, but yeah if you're intimidated by the whole process a mortgage broker can be a great way to help you save money and stream in the process. Um, we wanted to talk, and we, we said this before the 3.30 news, we wanted to talk about uh, carrying debt, mm-hmm. all of that sort of stuff, and the impact on health yes. and the stress that it's causing. Uh, John texted in and said, if people get defrauded by an evil genius, that's one thing. But if someone sends $10,000 to, to the Nigerian prince or one of these ridiculous quick money scams, I have no sympathy for them. Okay, I don't even know how many are being sent to the Nigerian prince anymore, but here's what is a reality that is happening. So, for instance, a 60, 70, 80-year-old person, their spouse passes away. They put it up on Facebook saying that their spouse passed away and here's the memorial and all Mm -hmm. that type of stuff. Fraudsters from all over the world are actually watching that, monitoring, waiting till that person's kind of like, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone's gone, maybe it's a couple months later, they're super lonely, then they engage, they send a fake picture that looks something like their age. Hey, I'm also from Edmonton, whatever. They will spend months or years engaging with this person, winning their heart over. And I know we'd all like to think that we could spot a fake LinkedIn friend, Facebook friend, you know it, you name it. It's it's not that easy. And when your heart is engaged, it's really, uh-huh. and it starts with a couple hundred bucks. It's yeah. not $10,000. It no. starts with, no, hey, no. I couldn't pay my bills this month or whatever. Can you just send a couple hundred bucks? Well, this is someone you, quote unquote, have been in love with for six or eight yeah. or nine months. Yeah. If they've got 10 of these people stringing them along, that could be very lucrative yeah. for them. You can just imagine, maybe be a bit more gentle that there might be some people in your life that that could happen to. It was an eye opener when I was working at Global Television. Julie Matthews, who was the uh, troubleshooter there, the consumer reporter, she uh, did a deep dive into romance scams and she got she said you know someone was approached her and she said okay I am going to do this and I'm going to play along with this and it was weeks and into months how this person tried I mean she was playing him he was trying to play her but it was an eye-opener about how patient these people mm-hmm. are and when you see mm-hmm. people who come forward you're like oh I would never fall mm-hmm. for some guy who's you know some soldier in Afghanistan or right. some you know Rico Suave guy in Florida right but you don't know until you're there and you don't know until you're in those shoes if you're alone you're lonely you all of those things exactly. you don't 
no. Exactly. It was an eye-opener again. Let's not shame those people. So, um, debt, carrying debt, um, haphazard spending is causing stress mm -hmm. and causing health impacts. What have you found on this? Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like we know that it causes stress, but we don't realize how much. So FP Canada keeps doing this stress survey every single year, and they've revealed that, no surprise, money above relationships, work stress, uh, mm -hmm. health stress. Money is the number one source of stress. The Canadian Payroll Association also revealed that um, it's costing billions of dollars to the economy, and 25% of our, of our employed population is spending 30 minutes or more a day mm. worrying about their health. So um, in that FP Canada survey, we also went to a good friend of mine, um, and she's wonderful. She's out of Winnipeg, Dr. Moira Summer. She's a neuropsychologist, and she talks about the actual impact uh, temporarily on your IQ, that just when you need to be at your best because yeah. you're struggling with bills or what have you in school, or at work, it actually causes a temporary cognitive decline in your IQ. Wow. And, and there's another book that I love, there's a book that I love called Scarcity, and the authors talk about something called a bandwidth tax. Mm -hmm. That when, you know, think about your computer, you may have all the time in the world, you may have the whole day, but think about when someone called you and maybe a parent or a friend had a major illness. It took up all your Absolutely. cognitive capacity, right? Didn't matter, you had the whole day free, it took it all up. People who are in severe debt that they don't know how they're going to pay their bills have this constant bandwidth tax. They're running cortisol and adrenaline, all of these things. And it actually can affect your brain long term. We're just starting to learn how mm. much. So it really underscores the importance of, again, reaching out to someone to help you make a plan, reaching out to someone that can even just have a conversation like, you're not a bad person. Yeah. Debt happens to good people. And here's some things that can be done. It's never as bad as you think. But as we've also talked about, not contacting your creditors, not contacting Revenue Canada, not contacting the people that you owe money to will only make it worse and that makes that stress worse as well. Uh, so really important that you get in front of it. Are, are people optimistic? Uh, do you think about um, reaching their financial goals or they're thinking it's never going to happen? Oh, that's a loaded question. I know. I mean, and what it's really tough too because there's these other myths like, oh, I got to have $10 million or $5 million and I've got to save all of this because some financial person told me this years ago, so I'm not going to do anything. It's called self efficacy or the lack thereof that, you know, I ate the whole pie, so why even bother tomorrow, <laughs> right? I ate the whole financial pie. We've all been there. We've all eaten the whole financial pie. We're going yeah. into the holiday season. It's the whole idea that, yes, little things make a huge difference and I don't have the numbers crunched. But if you go into my blog, I mean, even just like $5 more a day, Jalen, you can take a credit card debt at, you know, the average of around $4,000 that might take decades and decades to pay off. You hop on an online calculator, you see that $5 a day, you might have it paid off in a few years or even a few months. All of a sudden you're like, wow, I can do that. That gets really exciting. So it's, it's not... It's not being apathetic and resigning yourself that it doesn't matter. Yes, you can get out. There are There's always something you can do regardless of your age. Uh, Kelly, before I let you go and before we run out of time, I, um, I, I thought of you. You came first to mind about six weeks ago. Okay. It was the weekend, the first weekend in November. My uh, wallet was lost slash stolen. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. And gone. And and the first um, note, of, the first time I realized it was at about 11.30 at night when I received a, a message from the credit card company saying that we declined a charge of $2,500 <gasps> at Holt Renfrew. 
Okay. And I said to my husband, I said, something's going on. We went to look for my wallet. My wallet wasn't in my purse. I'm like, okay, what the hell's going on? This is the last time we saw it. Anyway, um, as we're on the phone with Visa, the person that had my credit card and my debit card, actually both credit cards and my debit card, was continuing to try to rack things up and started things off. You know, at a couple shoppers, Drug Mart, mm-hmm. doing the less than $100 to see how far they could go. Went to Taco, not Taco, no. They went to a, a fast food restaurant, had like 50 bucks there, uh, then went to a hotel, then went to a bingo place and tried over the course of about two hours to get $100,000 out of my bank account. Now, Buddy picked the wrong bank account, let me just tell you that. (laughs) But first attempt was $5,000, then $15,000, then $25,000, and then back down again. Um, But what I remembered immediately, Kelly was what I needed to do. Okay. And that was get up first thing in the morning or as soon as I could and go online to Equifax, to yes. Trans uh, Union and put all of those, make sure that the report yes. was there, go to the police station the next morning, file a report in case anything happens awesome. down the road, yeah. cancel all of the ID, go get all the new stuff. But uh, again, it's one of those things. Um, I, I was. I said to my husband, I said, nope, Kelly Keene would tell me <laughs> to listen to this because at first my husband thought that the text from Visa was actually a scam. Interesting. Yes, I can Because see you that. just don't know what to do because yes, it's like, okay, course. what's going on? But I thank you, thank you for that and oh, for pounding that great. into me over over the years. Yeah, uh, you know, I think we've we've caught them, by the way, thanks to um, security video that's that's everywhere. But um, having said that, it's, it's it's important to get on it right away. Act fast, yeah. Don't carry your social insurance number in a wallet. No. Thank or goodness it wasn't any of that sort of stuff. But um, people are trying non-stop to to scam you to get your your kids in for me all of that mm-hmm. sort of stuff so be hyper aware don't just especially during the holidays Absolutely. give away as little as you can and you know what at the end of the day realize um, my cyber experts uh, mm-hmm. friends have said that at this point all, all Canadians yeah. social insurance numbers have been compromised yeah. so realize that in one shape way shape or form we might all be victims yeah. so we all have to be vigilant we all have to be checking our credit yeah. report putting those things on but good for you yeah. Yeah, well, and you know what, uh, Buddy, who we believe um, had my wallet, however he got it, I can tell you that he was uh, nabbed somewhere else pickpocketing. Wow. So anyway, again, I, I have no idea if my wallet fell out of my purse. Right. Again, ladies, you, leave, you put your purse yep. down, you leave mm-hmm. the, the, the zipper open, maybe you're at the, wherever it is. Yeah. Easy Lock to it up, right? It's so easy and it happens and within hours. Yeah. Lock it's it up and, deal. and never write your pin down, but have no. a copy of your card numbers and the, the 1-800 number if you can. That was the other thing. Yes. And it, that's what I realized Because you don't remember what's in your wallet, don't right? Don't remember Who what remembers? was in my wallet yeah. whatsoever and get a hold of them right away. Kelly, uh, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas uh, to you Jaylen. and yours. And thank you and for the... Birthday. yeah, Thank you. Thank you for the birthday wishes. Um, and thanks for the donuts. But no, thanks for your, your ongoing advice. And, uh, and I hope every once in a while it kind of sinks in because it did for me right on. Uh, on this one and, right on. and you helped out in that case and I really appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Thanks Thank for you. sharing, Jalen.